Welcome to the Parkway Live Church Podcast. Thank you for taking time to let God's Word impact you. Always encouraged to know God is touching lives through this ministry. Please visit parkwaylife.com to let us know. You can also hit the giving tab to sow into the ministry that you are experiencing. Now, prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Psalms 51 and verse 10 through 11. This is the last of our Create series. And the first week we talked about, in fact, I'll mention as we go. The first week, the series is called Create. The first week was called Create. Create in me a clean heart, O God. And I preach to you about creating in me a clean heart. God, start right there. Create a void in my life. I'm going to start moving some things around to create a void in my life so that you can do a work in that. And I love that. And then last week we preached and renew a right spirit within me. So let's just quote that whole verse. You ready? Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Now I'm going to jump down. I read uh, verse 11 and preached from it a little bit last week too, but I want to jump down to 12 because this is where I'm preaching from today. And that is restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. And I want to preach to you today, restore. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. Heavenly Father, your word is, going, is already anointed, but I ask you to anoint your servant today as we deliver your word. Thank you for anointing the worship. Thank you for touching every life in this room. Lord, let everyone in this room be ministered to today. Let something that is said be a word that is spoken that just is right up. As if, Lord, we were sitting in their living room this week. That, that God, that it, was, it would be a moment when they go, man, God must have heard me for that to be said. God, let it be one of those moments. I feel your anointing. I feel your presence here. Thank you that the Spirit's here today, God. Thank you that you're, we never want to take that for granted. Thank you for that. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said amen. I know you've been standing for a long time, but you may be seated. For many years, David had been very close to God and had experienced the immense joy of salvation. He wrote psalm after psalm and praise ye the Lord and all these wonderful things he would start those psalms off with and it was just power packed with worship and praise because man, if anybody knew and understand, stood, understood the power of his salvation, it was, it was David. David understood it and celebrated that. And, but something happened in the process, and I told you about that a little bit last week, but his sin with Bathsheba just destroyed that joy. He was left joyless. He was left in a moment where he just was barren for any more joy in his life. And he was broken. You can hear it in the text that we read. And this is what's going on in Psalms 51 where I'm reading the joy of David's salvation turned to tears of sorrow and regret. And one part, he said, my sin, and this is the unique thing, my sin, he said, is ever before me. Every, every, every moment he woke up, every moment he did anything, 
all he could see was his sin in front of him. That's all he could see was what he had done wrong in the process of life. Some of you, I want to preach to you today because that's all that's going on. You see, you have lost the joy of living for God, the joy of salvation because of that moment when you was 18 or that moment when you was 25 or 30 or, or yesterday, yesterday or whatever, whatever it was, but there is something that's ever before you. It's that moment, and if I had not done that, I could worship like that. If that had not happened, I could worship like that. And somewhere in the process of church and living for God and, and, and all the process of all the Christian things that we do, we have lost somewhere maybe the process, of the, the joy of living inside the process, living inside what God's doing in my life. And I, I want to try to help you with that today. So what I find out in, in David is that he had joy, but he lost joy, which gives me this real deep thought that you can lose your joy. <laughs> you can lose your joy. We have all known Christians who have, are serving God, going to church, that have lost their joy. You, you know about them. They have all of the, all of the Christian ease, all of the Christian ease perfect. They have everything, the, you know, the, 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 the T is crossed, the, the, the I is dotted. Everything seems to be right about their life. But when you look in their face, look in their eye, or you hear the voice that comes from them, whatever it is, you hear no joy in the process. Anybody know anybody like that? I'm not talking about your wife, your neighbor, anybody around you. So let's, let's pick on somebody else. You know anybody like that? I mean, you, come on. Oh, okay. You all don't understand what I'm talking about. They were baptized in vinegar. They, 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 I mean, like, you can't get, you can have, I can say, we're in a season of harvest, and they go, well, they better catch them quick, because the harvest is coming down. It's, 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 it's about over. And they're going, dear Jesus, help us. We're in a season of harvest. And, and oh, praise the Lord. I've been, I've been in the, I've been in the, buried in the seed, and I've been in the harvest. And glad they brought that to our attention. I mean, all the angels of heaven are looking over the balconies of heaven over one sinner who's repented. And then sometimes the church loses the joy of salvation. That's why I got pretty excited this morning when I met about four families, first-time guests in this house. I mean, I'm just like, what? What? Like... That's crazy. I don't know. I'm sure they walked in here. They may be Christians. They may not. I don't know. But they walked in here wanting something fresh, wanting something new. And I'm going, oh, man, I've got a word for you. That's my, I'm learning. That's my little, my little dance. I, I've been made fun of. I've been, I've been scolded. I've been embarrassed publicly. But it's still my dance, baby. And I'm owning my joy dance. I'm in my Jordan. I've lost my ever-loving mind. By the way, I, it was good to see you right there. I prayed for y'all last night, and uh, y'all were on my heart and mind. And I, 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 I see what 
God's doing in our lives. And, and, and church is not a place that I come and sit, uh, sit down like, like I'm in a funeral. It's a celebration. Even if I'm doing a heart cleansing, if I've got a heart cleansing going on, I'm still celebrating the grace of God that even gives me the opportunity. Well, I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to feel like, I feel like preaching here today. I need some people, I need some people that are ready. I mean, we, we could go to 2 o'clock today. The, the, all the first-time guests went, oh, no, he ain't no. The, this lack of joy is so easy to spot, and it scares away people from being in, interested in the gospel. Supreme Court, Court Justice, uh, uh, Justice Oliver Holmes made a statement, and it's been, I've repeated this statement before. He said, I might have entered into the ministry if certain clergymen I knew had not looked and acted so much like undertakers. It's like, good night. What has gone on? All week long, people are being pressed down, cussed at, Jesus is being made fun of and cussed at and his name's being used and you're hearing that and all the things being pressed in your life and you walked in this morning and a group of worship team and people were there to meet you. The room was cool. The, the, the place was ready and our, our worship started going on and, 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 and we can get caught up and no, 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 no. It's the joy of your salvation and if you have lost that, you're not in a company by yourself. David the writer of most of the Psalms said, I've lost something, and the, what I've lost is the joy of your salvation has been lost. And from a biblical point of view, we can define joy as having a daily spirit of rejoicing through all of our circumstances. Joy is, a, is a celebrating life. It's, it's celebrating a lot. It means to enjoy our days, to take genuine pleasure in them. No matter what those days entail, I'm going to celebrate. I'm going to have joy in the moment. Now, I'm not here to preach about this. I'm not going to stay out long. But joy is different from happiness. Do you all understand that? Joy is something the Spirit of the Lord gives me when I'm saved. And I'm going to talk about that in a minute. But I'm saved. The Lord just gives me a pile of joy, just pours joy on me. But happiness is a choice. God has given you joy, but happiness is a choice. That's, that's for another message somewhere else. But what I'm trying to tell you is God has already given you joy up in your life and if you're not experiencing that joy, there's some blockages going on that I want to try to preach through some of those blockages today so that you can enjoy your salvation again. There was a, uh, there was a survey uh, comparing Christians who are consistently joyful to those who report having less joy in their lives. And so they did this survey. They identified four primary catalyst of joy. Four things that, that help bring on joy. And I'm going to say the joy of your salvation. What are those four things out of this, this uh, survey they did? I want to give them to you real quick. Number one, knowledge that I have been forgiven. Or a feeling that I have been forgetting, forgiven. In other words, 
every, every I'm constantly thinking. I get a little bit down and I went, whoa, man, I'm going to tell you what the Lord has forgiven me. It's people that know they have been forgiven. Number two, it's always forgiving others. In other words, passing on what the Lord has done for me, I in turn am a catalyst to pass it on to others, deserving or not, and because of that, I have joy. I have joy. Number three, living with purpose. You have a purpose in your life. One of the reasons we're doing Serve Day is because we believe that a part of our Connect the Dots, our four dots, is that you get on a team and you serve. And so Serve Day is about helping you find that purpose, what it feels like to go out and just serve and do something without getting anything in return and just serving. It's purpose, living with purpose. And one of our one of our dots is, is that you would have purpose in your life. That's what we want to see happen in your life, that you would have purpose. And number four is living with a strong sense of gratitude, that I'm constantly thankful, thankful, thankful. So I want to give you this, and I'm going to go back and preach on some of those, but the primary obstacle of joy, one of the biggest blockages that, that I see in joy is this. And, it, and I have felt this too, so I'm not preaching down to you. I'm preaching to all of us, including myself on this. But I have experienced, and I know you have experienced, one of the greatest obstacles of joy, and that is burnout. Burnout. We'll hit that in just a second, then we're going to jump back in. But, but burnout happens because we get in, caught up in a performance trap. And that can be in any area of your life. But when it comes around the things of God and you get caught up in a performance trap, when I'm comparing myself among others and I'm looking around and I'm saying, well, they, they have this and that, that, or they this and that, and I even, boy, they worship better than me. And, boy, I try to worship a little harder to outdo them or, or what. It, that performance trap, I, I, if I continue to stay in that pattern somewhere, I lose the joy and I, and I find burnout. That is when... That is, we try to excel at absolutely everything we do. And although that's good, but, but it's not enough to do that because I never take time to celebrate what the goodness is going on. All it is is a stepping stone to really outdo the last time. And so I get caught in a performance trap. I had, a, um, had an elderly minister who was a mentor in younger stage of my life tell me, he said, Nathan, let me tell you something. Never try to make the next service outdo the last one. Just invite the Spirit in to do its work, but don't try. What am I trying to say? Because I've been in churches that, boy, the last week was amazing, and, boy, i got to supersede that. And then the pastor burns out, and the people burn out, and we, we can't ever attain. We can't ever just stop and celebrate and say Jesus is in the house. You understand what I'm saying? We always got to be pulling some kind of rabbit out of the hat. We don't have to pull any rabbits out of any hat. We just say Jesus in the house. We introduce him to people, and people feel the power of the Spirit. And that's enough if you're hungry and thirsty to have all the joy you can contain up in your life. <laughs> can you give the Lord a hand clap of praise? And another thing that steals our burnout is we, we self-inflict burnout when we allow ourselves to become addicted to overindulgence. We've all been guilty of this. When we repeatedly schedule 
Too many things in our week are we make a lifestyle out of accumulating and maintaining all the material and all the stuff in our life. We can be family, but if I'm so maintaining and working so hard of that, it's overindulgence that fills up every category of my life, and so I lose the joy of my salvation. The joy of it. I lose the joy and the burnout of the moment. And so, as a result, we never get off the treadmill. I want to zero in on two things here for a minute, for probably the rest of this message. Two things that keep us from experiencing the joy. So those things I just gave you were the catalyst for your joy. And, but, but I want to talk about two things that keep us from experiencing the joy of your salvation. Number one is this. Forgetting all that God has done and not trusting in all that God will do. Forgetting all that God has done in my life and not trusting in all that God will do in my life. So let's talk about not trusting in all that God will do. It allows us to try to work things out ourselves. And I become the manipulator. I become the one that's trying to work out all God's stuff. That's why he put in the Lord's Prayer, not my will, but thine be done. There has to be a moment in your life where you stop and you lean back into trusting in all that God will do in your life and, 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 and not worry whether it turns out the way you expected it or not. I will tell you, and, and I'll say this, I'll give you a little freebie for your marriage. You want to mess up and lose the joy in your marriage real quick? Let expectations become the thing that's leading your marriage. And when expectations lead your marriage, it can be the smallest of little things. But when expectations lead your marriage, you'll find yourself losing your joy in the process. And you think, well, I've got a lot of good things going on in my marriage, but there's that one thing that I've been expecting that hasn't happened. And because of it, I lose the joy. And it can be the same way in serving God. You can be... You can be having God doing all kind of wonderful things in your life and all there's one area that you've taken over to own in yourself and due to that you're not trusting him in that area and because of it you have expectations that are not met because they're your will and not his will and due to it the joy of your salvation is leaking out of you as you speak is this making sense to anybody today if it's making sense somebody say hallelujah praise the Lord thank you Jesus something I, I, but trusting in God can cause our heart to, to smile. <laughs> Even when things on the outside seem to be falling apart, and sometimes they do. But my heart, begins, I believe inner joy happens when our heart is smiling. And, and something's going on in my soul that's just right. L listen to this. Listen to this. Psalms 40 and 4 says, Oh, the joy of those who trust the Lord. <laughs> Oh, the joy. Somebody say, oh. When that, when, you'll see that a number of times in the Word of God, especially in the Psalms. Oh, there's, there's, there's passion there. There's passion. It's like, oh, I love that bunt cake. You know what I mean? There's passion in there. And so here's the passion. Oh, the joy of those who trust the Lord. In other words, boy, I wish you could have a taste of that bunt cake. Oh, that's a good bunt cake. Look at here. Oh, the 
the joys of those who trust the Lord. Oh, that they could just taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joy that they will have when they lean into trusting the Lord. That, that, that's, why, that's why giving is such a big part of living for God. Giving, 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 whether it's all the different types and ways of giving, steward your time, steward your money, all those things, they're a big part of it. You say, well, I, I, this is not about money. No, 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 no. That's right. It's not about money. God doesn't need your money at all. What he needs you to do is learn a simple little test of trusting the Lord. And some people live their lives never passing those tests and due to it, their money, their time, they don't want to give anything to God and they're all, and they become greedful and they lose the joy of what God's giving them to bless their family because they've not learned to trust God in the small things of life. Man, I'm not trying to make you feel guilty if that's where you're struggling. I'm trying to encourage you and tell you it's not really about the money. It's really about what God's doing through you in the process. It's really not about just that little bit of time. It's about the fact that God's wanting to let you trust Him in the process because He wants to give you all the joy that will flood your soul. Man. Forgetting, forgetting, forgetting causes us to no longer feel gratitude to God. Forgetting. Forgiving what he has brought us out of. Man. Forgetting. Church, I want to just tell you this. I do not believe in living in the past. And the past is forgiven. Amen? The past is behind us. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. The past has no power over us. However, comma, emphasis, I do believe in remembering where we have come from. Because if you don't remember the past, listen, this, this is good. You will forget the pain that you were relieved of. C.S. <laughs> Lewis, Lewis said it this way. He, said, he says, we will not recognize joy if we have never experienced pain. Oh, my God. We'll never recognize the joy if we don't remember what we've been relieved of, the joy of your salvation comes, listen to this, from the relief of the pain we feel when we know that God has forgiven us of our sins. Psalms 97, 11 says, light shines on the, un, on the godly, light shines on the godly and joy on those whose hearts are Right. Light shines on the godly, and what joy on those whose hearts are right. Now you can understand why David said before this in verse 10, create a clean heart within me, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Because then we find in 97.11, and joy comes of those whose hearts are right. That is why when people... Well, that is why when people first get saved, do you remember when you first got saved? Man, you experience great joy. 
We would say in the church, unspeakable joy. I mean, do you all know what unspeakable joy is? Boy, I could act this out, but I find nobody likes to be brought up like up here. Everybody just like goes, please, no. And my wife says, don't you do it, don't you do it. And I notice people are moving to the balcony. So I'm, I'm quitting. I'm just going to quit on everybody except the young people. <laughs> no, just kidding. Not really. And, but joy. You, you ever speak unspeakable unspeak joy? I wasn't planning on saying this, but y'all ever seen anybody, um, y'all remember back when, let me try to think some Texas team that won some, uh, the Astros, the Astros. The Astros won the World Series. Y'all remember that? What happened? Whoop, man, he throws the pitch. Boom, you were watching. You were watching if you're an Astros fan. You, they throw the pitch, and we won. And the guy throws the pitch, and all of a sudden he takes his glove. He don't know what else to do. He just takes it, and he chunks it. My prize, precious glove, is up in the air. And then the outfielders and the infielders are chunking gloves. And I don't know why we do it. It doesn't seem to make sense. It's called go kill the pitcher. It doesn't really make sense, but here's the pitcher. And the poor guy, I'm like, take me out before the last pitch, please. I want to celebrate and kill the, the, the other guy, okay? But, I mean, and they take off running to the pitcher. And they just tackle him. And then they don't do that. Then they try to suffocate the guy. They stack up like 10 or 12 players deep, 15 players. I mean, the owner's on the top going, kill them all. You know what I mean? Everybody's like, I'm going way overboard here. But they've got this mound. Why? It's unspeakable joy. They've lost their mind. They don't even know what to say. You catch them in a speech and they're going, oh, man, mama's awesome. God's awesome. Everybody's awesome. I mean, they don't even know what to say. They're just, they're jumping on, they're, they're, it's unspeakable joy. That's the way that you felt when God lifted your sins. You felt like you just won, <laughs> you felt like you just won the world series of what God's doing in my life. And, 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 and all I don't know what to do. Some people jump, some people get excited, some people, some people whistle, <laughs> some people cry out, some people weep. I don't know. I don't know, but just we get excited. And there's always somebody going, I just don't like the way they get excited at that church. <laughs> and I'm going, have you ever had your sins forgiven you? Because you have some. Have, do you remember? You remember you've lost. The devil will try to steal your memory. Some of you, how many of y'all been through freedom? Just say whoop or something. You've been through freedom. God did amazing things. I was there. I was a participator. I watched what God did for you. Man, I'm going to tell you, now that you remember, now that you remember what he delivered, what he washed, what he cleansed, I'm going to tell you what, it's reason. Some of y'all just started freedom Wednesday night. I had somebody walk in, the, I'll walk in this morning going, oh, my God, the first lesson. Oh, yeah, because the first lesson will, will, it, it'll mess you up. It'll mess you up. 
And, and, and so the whole process of what God taught us in that trees and that first lesson, it's like, whoa, my God, I've never heard that in my life. And there's a process that freedom starts taking place. And I want to tell you this, don't forget that. That's like winning the World Series. That's like, whoa. You know what I mean? It's, 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 I don't know how to explain it. I don't know how to, I'm just like. I once was lost, but now I'm saved. I don't know how to explain it. I don't know what to tell you. I'm just telling you, he's good. He's real good. He's real good. I was blind, but now I see. (laughs) My sins were dark, and now they're white. (laughs) Man. Hallelujah. How about the rest of you stand up and just give a Lord a shout of praise? Can you just give him a shout of praise? The joy of your salvation. The joy of salvation. I just burnt a hole. Y'all see that? Eric, I don't play games. Start wearing knee pads to preach with. <laughs> hey, they burn holes playing baseball. Burn hole in my slacks. Boy, people on Facebook that don't feel what I'm feeling right now going to think I lost my ever-loving mind. Let's take up an offering right now. I need some new pants. <laughs> Give the Lord a shout. Can you do that? Stay, stay standing just a little bit. This is why. Now, stay with me just a second because I'm going somewhere here, and the Lord gave me this this morning, and I like to blame this one on the Lord. There is such a relief comes when sin is lifted. Listen to this. When sin is made known, the principle of sin being made known and being relieved is so, boy, this is so good. I'm telling the Lord gave me this this morning. Is so powerful that even when sinners come out and tell of their sin and they're celebrating it, there's all different names for it. Coming out of the closet, coming out, you can name a gazillion, many different things for it. But all of a sudden, they said all of their life they've been in bondage. And all of a sudden, listen to this, even when they're celebrating their sin, God's principle of your sin coming forth and speaking out is so powerful that even when they're celebrating it, there is a relief. Now, you and I both know that if it's drugs, whatever it may be, and they come out with that, if they're not willing to turn from those things, it's only a temporary relief. But, But listen to this. Listen to this. When you, as a Christian, come into the presence of God and you come out with your sin... As David did and said, create within me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. When you come out with it, the, 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 the blessing is not temporary, 
but eternal. It's eternal joy of your salvation. So, so, so listen, when I ask God to restore the joy of my salvation, I am saying, I have brought my sin out of the closet, but I've handed it over to the blood of Jesus. That's eternal joy. And once you have handed it over to the blood-stained hands of Jesus, now continue to remember. Don't forget to remember where you came from. Listen to this, not as a tool of the devil to draw you back into your sin, but a tool of God for you to have joy from where you've come from. Because if you're not careful, the Bible talks about that you will go back to the vomit, excuse the terminology, from once you came from. The reason why is you forget and you quit remembering to celebrate the goodness of God and what he did for you at your point of healing of your sin. Man, I'm telling you what, the Lord's talking to somebody in this house today. And, and, and so, and so I, I need you to do that. We're going to have us, we're going to have a praise break. And, and the praise break is not for the, the, the glorious, the ones who are wearing the halos today. It's not. It's, it's for all the folks that remember that you once was lost and now you're saved. I, I just, I don't care what you do, just, just praise him. Would you do that? Just give God a, just give him a praise break. Just give him a praise break. Joy unspeakable. Now, Pastor, uh, man, I'm sorry I'm still have you standing. I get excited. But the Bible says the joy of the Lord is my So if I don't have joy, I don't have strength. So if I quit remembering what God did for me, the enemy knows he can steal away what's precious to me that will give me muscles in living for God. So he will keep you depressed and broken and things that went wrong in your life, and instead of using the wrong as stepping stones for what God's going to do in your future based on what he's already done in. <laughs> Man, I, I could just stay there right there for a minute, but I'm trying to tell myself, move on, move on, move on. You still got another pant leg to put a hole in. <laughs> if you don't ha if you have... If you're living for God and you don't have joy, you don't have strength. And Jesus died to forgive you. Now I want to stop and stay right here. Would y'all would sit down? Y'all keep standing up. <laughs> Listen to this. Listen to this. But what if? What if the Lord died for more than just forgiveness? What if? What, do you, what if he died for more than just to set you? The good news of the gospel doesn't stop with pardon. It moves beyond there. The gospel, just, the gospel is not used just to get you out of hell. It also does something else. It makes us new. Grace doesn't just help us shed the weight of past sins. It empowers us to live a different life in our future. But it doesn't stop there. 
It doesn't stop there. He intends to write a new story in sin's place. To fill the gap of what's been lost, he starts writing a new story in your life. And so you can kind of think of joy as the happy response to what grace has already done in your life. Joy, in essence, this, listen, listen, joy replaces the pain. You remember the pain, and it helps bring you joy. Oh, because not burying yourself in it, but remembering it to know, had it not been pain, I wouldn't be able to feel the level of joy that I'm at. I, I see some people in the church never experience the joy. And I'm saying, well, I better not say that. Yeah, I'm going to. What have you still not opened up and given to God so that you can remember the greatness of what He's delivered you from? Is that okay? So open it up. Let Him relieve that pain. Let Him replace it with joy. Pastor, my joy is stuck on empty. And it, and it must just be a DNA thing. My mama didn't have joy. My grandpa didn't have joy. My great-uncle didn't. And my dog don't have joy. No one has joy. When I come home, the dog don't even waggle its tail. Nobody has joy. Nobody. It's a DNA thing. The amount of joy in your life is, is, is not hopelessly unchangeable. It can, it can change. We can elevate the joy feeling in our life through being full of the Spirit. I don't mean half full. I mean a quarter full. I mean full of the Spirit. Bible says in Galatians 5.22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love and joy. Joy. The fruit. There's fruit on the Spirit tree when you get it in your life, and one of those is a love fruit. And another fruit is joy. It's joy, just, it just happens. Well, I've got to gotta, be joyful, I've got to be joyful. Gotta, no, 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 no. Get full of the Spirit and let buds start coming out of you. And you go, I didn't even realize this, but I think I feel some joy. <laughs> I've had a, what seems like almost a curse on the DNA of my family of no joy. But for some reason, I feel joy. I'm, at, I'm in a life group Wednesday night called Prayer Force. I have about 20, I had 23 in the room. I said, how'd you get to Parkway? They started telling me their testimonies. Greg Littlefield was there to hear it. Others, I couldn't believe it. Went around the room. I could have stopped and had a praise celebration. People saying, I, I was this and that and this and that. But then I came to Parkway found what the Lord's doing here, and they said this. This was said over and over again. The people there know that I'm not lying. I found the Spirit. I, I'm telling you, if you were there, say amen or something. I found the Spirit, and when I found the Spirit, my, my, my marriage has gotten better. That was said. My, my dogs came back home. The country song started playing backwards. I mean... I'm not telling you everything was perfect in my life, but even in the struggle of my life, there was still 
a core rocking joy up in my house. Man. And so, Pastor, how do I know when the Spirit's working in my life? One of the ways you'll know the Spirit's working in your life is you have joy. If the Spirit is not producing joy in your life, then it's important to consider that something in your life, in fact, may be blocking the work of the Spirit in your life. If you were in an old-time church right there, somebody said, hello. In other words, we, we tap into the Spirit. We tap into joy by hanging out with God. When we hang out with the presence of the Lord, we come out with a new spring in our step, a new song in our heart when we're hanging out with Him and we start taking on His characteristics. And God is happy. He's happy. Psalms 2.4 says, He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. I want some laughter. We're hanging out with God. We start acting like Him. We're full of joy. We're full of peace. We're full of rejoicing. There's something beautiful going on. In fact, Joel chapter 2 verse 25 says this, and I love this. And I've got, I've got, I have to hurry. I have to hurry. It says this, I will restore. This is for all those that, that have lost something. Can I talk to you just a minute? You've lost something and you think I can't have joy based on the loss. And I understand. It's tough. I will restore to you the years that the locusts have eaten. Oh, yeah. And the canker worm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm. Some of us have been down with a lot of worms in our life. And it's eaten away our joy. But God said, I will restore in you something that has been lost and down in the DNA of your brokenness and pain. And so some of you have lost years to a bad marriage. Lost some of you lost years to health problems. Don't let the devil steal anything from you. Don't let him have any ground. Take, it's time for us to take back what belongs to you in the name of Jesus Christ. We need to take it back, man. Take it back. Take it back. Hit somebody around you and just say, take it back, baby. Take it back. Scott, would y'all would y'all come would you come up here and help me just a second on that? And the rest of your team, just just come up here and 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 get ready. Get ready for a minute and 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 I know there's a better way I'm supposed to do it, but I, I just want I just want you to play. Take, take it back. Take back what the devil 
stole from her house. The devil, he can pry into our finances and wear them out. He can pry into this and wear it out. He can work on this and wear it out. He can work on that and wear it out. But there's one thing he can't take away. He can't take away what the blood did for me. Can't take it away. <laughs> you can't take it away. And David said, Restore, say it with me, restore to me the joy of what? Your salvation. This is Davy talking and says, Restore to me the joy of your salvation. That doesn't mean that he doesn't have it. That means he's pointing to the one that gave it to him. What you did on the cross, what you did from an empty tomb, what you did in Acts chapter 2 by pouring out your spirit, Lord, I just want to say, I want to stop and celebrate in the joy of what you, uh, I know I've lost some things, but I want to talk about what came back. I want the Lord to restore back to the joy of your salvation. Joy is the fuse to your faith. Y'all, y'all ever, y'all ever like fireworks? Huh? You, you ever like fireworks? If you don't, I encourage you to, because it is the most anticipating moment of your life. You set out this thing out there that you work like hours to pay for, and there's this. They don't give you a, something this long. They give you a little bitty fuse, because it's part of the fun. And you're praying as you come close. Lord, don't let it go. Don't, 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 don't let it Whoosh. Boom. And then it's like, Katie, bar the door. Ah! And you're running away from it, and it's going. And you step back, and you're hopefully you're just hoping. I mean, you know, it, it, it's, it's like running upstairs, and you think somebody's going to get you. And it's like you're running, and whoop, 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 whoop. I'm fired up this morning, huh? And all of a sudden, you turn around and balloon and color and beauty. Things that you had no clue was in that little bitty deal. That little piece of paper was like red and blues and greens. And I mean, all of these, I mean, forms and formations and all this cool stuff. It kind of looks like our graphic, doesn't it? It kind of looks like create. It kind of looks like... Boom, boom, and God steps back, and I'm going, okay, okay, okay. So the joy of the Lord, the joy is the fuse to our faith. So my, my faith is sitting here. My faith is in what Christ has done for me. It's for all that he's already done for me. Not even what tomorrow holds, but what he's already done through the power of my redemption. And my faith is sitting there, and instead of leaving it away and going, huh, well, my joy is the fuse for my faith and I like the joy and I'm going woo 
and I'm running and I turn around and look and all of a sudden out of my joy is a creation all out of my joy my faith begins to explode and I think ah, I've never heard from God like that and I've never seen God on that fashion. I've never experienced freedom like that. I've never experienced the joy of serving. I've never seen all that. And all of a sudden, the joy gets gets bigger and bigger and more powerful. And the faith is exploding. And the joy of the Lord is your strength. It's the fuse that sets your faith on fire. You, you, want, you want everybody in your area around you and the influence that you have to know what you're experiencing this morning? Let your joy set on fire this week about the faith and the faith that what God's already done for you and this week somebody's going to say eh, there's something different about you and just say my joy fuse is my joy fuse is burning my joy fuse is burning 